We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven on Covenant Network, and we're so happy to be with Archbishop Mitchell Rosansky as we prepare for the patronal feast of the Archdiocese of St. Louis, the Feast of St. Louis the Ninth, King of France. Archbishop, so good to be with you today. Great to be with you too, Adam. Thank you. Well, now you have been with us for a year now, installed last year as Archbishop on the Feast of St. Louis. I'm curious, what have you learned about the saint, uh, St. Louis, in the year you've been here that you didn't know before coming to our archdiocese? I'm always fascinated when I walk into the entry of our cathedral basilica, and that whole entryway contains different scenes from the life of St. Louis. And to see St. Louis receiving his first communion, portrayed as a child, the piety that he had as a child, the uh, love that he had for living uh, in simplicity. I believe he was a third order Franciscan. And uh, his love of the poor uh, just is, to me, so inspirational. And we realize uh, that even though he held sway over an earthly realm, in his life, it was the heavenly realm that truly motivated him in all that he did. So to learn more and more about the life of St. Louis and to view those beautiful mosaics of St. Louis' life in the entryway of the cathedral has truly been an inspiration for me. That's one of my favorite things about St. Louis, this idea that he regarded his heavenly calling, his baptismal calling, as the most important thing he would attend to in his earthly life so that, God willing, he would be in heaven after he died. And, and we trust that he is. He's been canonized a saint, and so we, we believe that he is there in heaven. We, we learn that it was his mother who taught him to regard the place of his baptism as more important than that of his coronation. And he expressed that beautifully by saying, I always think of the church of my baptism as more important than the cathedral where I was coronated as king. How could we rephrase that for those of us in 2021 who aren't called to be kings in an earthly sense, but maybe are thinking about that next job, that next promotion, or, or whatever lofty status or position we might be seeking here on earth? As you know, Adam, uh, this past year I, I lost both my mom and my dad um, in death, but confident that they are on their way to the kingdom of heaven, and that uh, God, who brought them together in love, will always keep them together in his love. But they left to my brothers and I a very, very deep faith. And it was so important that we were baptized as soon as we could be after we were born. Uh, and my parents nourished that faith within us. So to be thankful for the faith that has been passed on to us, given to us, infused in us at the fount of baptism, and to realize that all of our motivation, all of our strivings, should be based in that baptismal call, as it was for St. Louis. For him to put all of his life, even as an earthly king in perspective, went back to the sacrament of baptism. And that truly motivated all his decisions and all that he did. And when we make our decisions, when we proceed through life and all of its experiences, how does our baptism call shine forth in those decisions that we make as it did 
with St. Louis. That's what we have in common with him. None of us are earthly kings, but we also all share in that same call in baptism that St. Louis lived in his life. I think that's a great question for our listeners. How can you make a decision, if you're facing a decision, how will this help you live out your baptismal calling? And surely what we are about every day on the show, I'm talking about the roadmap to heaven, and that really is the thing. If, if the answer is, this won't help me live my baptismal calling, is that really the answer you should choose? Probably not. Probably not. Now, many of our, our faithful here in the Archdiocese will celebrate the patronal feast day by going to Mass and um, other public celebrations, whether it's liturgically or devotionally. But I know more and more young adults especially, they will also have parties in their homes to celebrate. This It's a day worth celebrating, so let us celebrate with food and drink and fellowship. Why is that important for us as Catholics, not just to celebrate liturgically, maybe to start in the church, but then take our celebration out into the streets or into our homes? We as Catholics believe that God has given to us many gifts. Uh, here in this world and on our life's journey. And first of all, God has given to us the Eucharist as that foretaste of heaven. And so we see in our different celebrations and different parties also that foretaste of heaven, of that heavenly banquet when we are all together joined in God's love. So those celebrations and all that we share in here on earth uh, really are reminders to us of the goodness of God and also an anticipation of the Feast of Heaven. And if we look at those celebrations in that way, then we can truly enjoy them because we truly find God's presence in them. Aside from our patron that we're discussing today, St. Louis, the King of France, who are some of the patron saints that you've had a strong devotion to in your life? Uh, one of the saints whom I deeply, deeply admire is uh, St. Augustine. And just like St. Paul, who was converted on the road to Damascus by the vision of the risen Christ, I always wonder, what happened to St. Augustine? Aside from the deep prayers of St. Monica, his mother, to drive him to conversion, and not only that, but like St. Paul, St. Augustine gave to us some of the greatest writings in Christianity. I think of City of God, of, of the Confessions, of De Trinitate on the Trinity, and wondering how did this man who so resisted becoming a Christian all of a sudden gain such great insight and was able to not only become a Christian but a priest and a bishop to lead God's church and give to us a great heritage of his writings. So I deeply admire St. Augustine, one of the more modern saints um, whom I deeply admire and is a model for us as priests is St. Maximilian Kolbe and that story of him in the concentration camp at Auschwitz uh, stepping in for another prisoner and giving his life so that that man who had many children and a family uh, would be able to live. So what an exemplar of being a priest in sacrificing one's life uh, for another. I prayed at the spot where uh, St. Maximilian Kolbe was martyred uh, in Auschwitz. It's a very, very moving, moving uh, place to be even uh, at this day, so many years later after his martyrdom, but to think of what happened there and his giving of his life uh, for others. 
We mentioned at the beginning of the interview that you've been in St. Louis for a year now. So I do have some St. Louis-specific questions that I'd like to ask about. Have you had toasted ravioli since you've been here? I have on a few occasions, which is delicious. It's wonderful. All right. What about an Emo's pizza? Have you had Emo's? I have had an Emo's pizza a few times. Now, so w- that's w- been would good. you go back to another Emo's pizza? I yes. certainly would. All I right. I certainly would. What about a pork steak? I have. I have. I, I love the ribs. But I, I must admit, outside of Maryland, I will not order a crab cake. Okay. That, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Ted Drew's, I, I would imagine it's right down the corner from the office here. It is, yes. yes. Delicious. Delicious. Uh, okay. Sandwiches from the Hill. Have you had a sandwich from the Hill yet? I have. I have. All right. Gooey butter cake? Yes. Homemade gooey butter cake. Oh, it doesn't get any better than that? It is wonderful. All right. And the, the big two, Gus's Pretzels and Fitz's Root Beer. Well, I'm still working on them. All right. So I hope to, this summer, be able to complete that list of wonderful, wonderful delicacies here in St. Louis. Uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's become kind of a Sunday tradition for our family. We go to Mass at the Old Cathedral, we walk to the Arch and back, and then we get in the car, go right down the highway to uh, Gus's Pretzels, and the kids, they ask, if we don't go, like, were we bad? Did we do something? Why don't we get a pretzel today? I said, no, just no pretzels today. Well, Archbishop, I want to congratulate you on your first anniversary of being with us as our shepherd here in St. Louis. We pray for many great years, and we thank you for your leadership. I wonder if we could conclude our time with a prayer for our patrons feast thank you so much adam so good to be with you and with all of our listeners of covenant radio let us pray in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen lord our god you have given to us saint louis as our patron a man who held great earthly power but yet wielded it for the power of heaven We ask, Lord, that you give to us that spirit of humility and dedication that St. Louis had in living out his faith. Help us to remember that no matter what our position in life, our call is to always follow in the ways of your Son. May we continue to appreciate the faith that has been given to us, and may that faith nourish and sustain us until we are in you, our Lord God, King of the universe, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Archbishop Rosansky, once again, thank you for being with us. Friends, you're listening to Roadmap to Heaven, and we will be back after this.